When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Not too long ago, the Raptors were playing with no fans. No and fans. And now it's a sold-out crowd. It's, it's like it's night and day. It's it's a little, like, I'm very happy. Like, so I was talking to Christine about this, and then we were both saying, you know what, how do we feel? Because this is the way of life now, right? It's like, you're, now it's not, it's no joke. Everything is opening now. There's no restrictions. There's no, like, mass mandates are coming down, and you don't need to have any passports and everything like that. It's like, how do we feel about that? Obviously, we're scared. Obviously, we're a little hesitant about going to places that, you know, could be, we'll, we'll run into people who aren't vaccinated or something like that. But at the same time, I am very happy that people have jobs, that things are opening up, that people are spending money in places that they really need it, right? So, uh, I mean, obviously, the MLSC doesn't need this money. However, the people who are working in the Scotiabank arena do. Right. Like the concessions, the security, the uh, people who work in the parking lots, like everything. It just so once once things starts opening up, it's it's really good for people's mental, you know, and that's what I'm more happy about. Obviously, I'm going to be I'm going to take my own precautions. Like I'm actually going to the Cavs game on the 24th Nice, uh, because this was set a while ago. My 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 brother in law, we were like, let's go to something because my birthday is on the 22nd. I want to do something around my birthday and let's go to the game. And then mm-hmm. I was like, now that, because I thought it was going to be at least, I don't know, 50%, but now yeah. they opened up the whole thing. I'm like, oh my God, but I'm going to keep my mask on and whomever, whomever does in the game as well. I think everyone who goes to these games now, it's all your comfort level, right? So whoever thinks it's like, it's not a good idea to have masks, you know, keep your own distance, keep your own mind. Everyone's there to have a good time. That's what I hope too. So, you know, just have a good time, but be safe too at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm excited for you, right? Like I, I haven't gone back to a game yet, um, but uh, you can feel the energy through the TV, right? You, yeah. you can see that people have been wanting this for. And like, look at look at the first three games with with fans in the audience. Uh, sorry, mm-hmm. fans in, in in seats. All three games were close to the very end. Yeah. Well, the, yeah, it's exactly. unfortunate the Raptors were on the losing end of the two games against the two worst mm-hmm. teams in the East. But at the same time, the, <laughs> we'll talk about that. <laughs> the people have like been itching for games and 
you didn't get a blowout and yeah, sure. Yeah. It was like two disappointing losses, but damn, did you get, did you stay in your seats till the very end? Right, right. Games, yeah. Damn, right? it was fun. I mean, I remember watching an open gym. I think it was about Nick Nurse and Nick Nurse was having a, uh, doing a podcast with the Arkells and they have their own podcast. And, and I, one of the things that they said, it was around the time when the Raptors lost to the Nuggets at home, mm. but it was a really close game. Like, yeah, um, I think that was I, the one where Van Vliet missed Jokic. Van Vliet missed the budget beater on that one, I think. Uh, something like that. Yeah, it was a really close game or like it was a comeback. Yeah. And yeah. then Nurse was like, uh, can you imagine if there was a, a fans in there? Yeah. And that that makes a really big difference, right? It like does. if you if the you have the momentum, you can feel the momentum swinging. Like when we were watching the games with no fans, like yeah, sure, there's a momentum swing, but like you can't really feel it. Yeah. <laughs> right? There's yeah. a there's an energy that the that the fans have in there trying to cheer on their home team now we have actually home court advantage you know maybe not against uh Dwayne Casey but <laughs> we do have home with court advantage back do you I've, I've I've put this to bed numerous times this season but I it's it's creeping back into my head do you think the Raptors play better with no fans in the in the crowd yeah. I mean it's um it's okay. like I'm joking okay. but like I'm right. kind of not anymore. I don't know what to believe anymore, right? I, okay, before before we get into the in depth about what we feel about the fans back in, and I want to say, what's up, everybody? <laughs> it's happy. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to talking to, to Jay. Uh, Dre's not in this one. We we love you, buddy. I hope you come back soon. Um, welcome to That's a Rep Podcast, a podcast by fans, Raptors fans, for Raptors fans. We we uh, took a little bit of a break with, along with the All-Star break. I think it was well needed, uh, to be honest, uh, just to put our ducks in line. And it's nice to see fans back in. I know we were just like going back and forth about the fans back into the building. Ultimately, I think it's it's great. It's great to see fans back into the building now. Do the Raptors play better with the fans in the building? I, I yeah, mean, they do. You can I was, argue. I was kidding. You can argue, but I mean, like they're going to they're going to away games with fans, right? And I feel like there has to, they have to have been some sort of they're not going to outwardly say it, but there have to have been some sort of jealousy, knowing that there were fans in other people's buildings wearing your jerseys. Uh, you know, cheering on and booing when you uh, when it wasn't against you or or something. And it, there's a obviously there's a difference. Like you can't tell me there's not a difference when the fans are in the building. There's no way. Now, I, as it pertains to you know, if the Raptors play better with the fans, you know they do. You know they do. You know they love it. You know the game. Scotty Barnes for one. You know he loves it when when people are cheering on his his him and seeing him scream in front of the fans. Like you know he loves it. Yeah, and. I was I'm obviously joking. It's 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 just it is odd that the Raptors lose back to back to the two worst teams in the East uh, at, mm. in their second and third game back with fans. But the real reason is injuries. They suck. <laughs> Fred Van Vliet has been uh, the the heart of this team and has carried this team for majority of the season. And, and yes, Pascal Siakam has picked up the slack and has put together his the best season of his career uh but but fred van vliet you know very much in that kyle lowry coming out of his shadow mold is the heart of this team and you know without him on the floor i mean you definitely see him along the sidelines and he he looks more the 
of an assistant coach than than Earl Watson, Jamal yeah. McGlure. It's it's great to see. <laughs> so I yeah I, I miss I miss seeing Fred out there. I I and I'm lo- trying to keep my long term hat on because without Fred Van Vliet with the sore knee and without OG Ananobi with the mm-hmm. right ring finger fracture being out for another two weeks, I'm trying to look further on down the road. I think it's obvious that the Raptors at the very least are making the play in, but I'm a bit of a spoiler here in terms of what we'll talk about, but I, I still think they can get into that top six and I think so too. If and yeah. when they do, you're going to have a, a fully healthy Fred Van Vliet, a fully healthy OJ before that stretch. So I'm fine with them sitting out now. The games are about to get way more intense over the coming weeks. Right. But um, yeah, I guess so, you're, you're in the same boat. I am. Be, be, mainly because, okay, look, the, the, the team just came back from the All-Star break and there's 19 games. So preface to say that we're recording this on Saturday morning, March the 5th. The Raptors are about to go on a crazy road trip. Crazy. First, we got Cavs, Spurs, Suns, Nuggets, Lakers, Clippers, back home to the Lakers, and then going back on the road to the 76ers, the Bulls, the like this. That this is a this is going to be a stretch. And why these last two games um were quite difficult to swallow not only because we got swept by the Detroit Pistons uh, but we also lost to the Orlando Magic uh, yes Fred Van Vliet is injured yes OG Ananobi is out for at least another two weeks that is also not playing we are we're running a little short and also um, this might be the worst time for Gary Trent Jr. to be on a uh, very cold streak these last these this next stretch I don't know, Jay, if you're on the same page as me. This could make or break the season. This I, next seven. There's only 19 games left, man. There is. You know, it, there is. It, they, they could. And, and looking at the standings right now, we are we do, we don't have the most comfortable lead. Uh, but we ha- we're seventh right now. And we're two and a half games in front of Brooklyn, we're right behind them are the Hawks with who are half a game behind the Nets, and then the Hornets who are half a game behind the Hawks. Um, and they're on a wing streak. All three Cavs, Raptors, and Nets are on a losing streak. I'm just saying, if we don't pick up this, especially on this road trip, this could be the kind of breaking point or making point for this Raptors team. Okay. I have a couple things to say to that. And okay. It's, it's very typical of the way in which I see the game. So you're not going to be surprised at what I'm about to say. But I think the Raptors will be just fine. Okay. okay. And the re- yeah, but you're the optimist of this group. Yes, though. I am the optimist you're of this group. The so let, let's, I don't know where to start with this. But let me say that a lot of what you're about to hear, I wrote about in uh, a post I put yesterday where I, I scanned through DraftKings. That's the official okay. sports book for, for SB Nation, who we're a part of. And on DraftKings, they've got the Raptors at plus 4,000. Now it's actually plus 3,500, but they're plus 4,000 yesterday to win the Atlantic Division. So I know that we don't really care. I don't think anyone really talks about divisions anymore, mm-hmm. but those odds were intriguing to me because at 40 to 1, you could make some serious coin on the Raptors winning the division. (laughs) Now, a lot of caveats to this, right? 
the, the Raptors are currently four and a half games behind the 76ers. You know, you mentioned already, Jason, there's about 19 games left. That's, a, that's pretty much close to impossible to overcome. However, when I looked at yeah. the schedule, it doesn't look as bad as I think it is. And again, this runs under the assumption that Fred Van Vliet will be back very soon. And that the Raptors with Van Vliet in tow and that hopefully, knock on wood, no other injuries happen. OG Anunoby comes back in two weeks. But let's just assume for a second that Fred Van Vliet comes back soon. No, so these next few games, the Cavaliers have lost six of their last seven games. So they're starting to come back down to earth. Okay. The Spurs are out of the play-in position, so they very much are in, they're on the brink of entering tank mode. The Suns, without Chris Paul and without Devin Booker, who's currently on health and safety protocols. Remember, this is a Suns team that the Raptors played all the way to the bitter end when they were fully healthy, right? You're right. You're right. The next day is against the Nuggets. Again, another team. You mentioned this game already. The Raptors took them all the way down in the last second. That's not as bad as I think it is because, again, the Raptors play well, have played well against the Nuggets in the past, especially in Denver. So I'm not as worried as I should be about that game because that is the back end of a back-to-back and it's in Mile City. I think those are unfair okay. for any team having to find them. Anyways, yeah, they're still yeah, without Porter yeah. Jr. They're still without Jamal Murray. So, again, I'm not as down on that game. Then you've got the Lakers who... That's, I don't even have to say, I don't have to give you a reason why the Raptors <laughs> can defeat the Lakers. Uh, as Listen, well as, as the long Clippers. as Russell Westbrook was, isn't going to start tripping people for because they got crossed over. Oh, that's, yeah. And that was, I watched that highlight about 50 times. It's great. Mm. Love seeing mm-hmm. it. And who crossed them over? Reggie Jackson of the Los Angeles Clippers, who, by the way, yes. are the end of this road trip, right? The Clippers, they're actually playing pretty well lately and of course the last game of a six game road trip that's probably a scheduled loss but i will you know it's it's been said for most of the season they're without three of their best players no Kawhi, Mm -hmm. no paul george no norm powell so again there's i'm not as down as i probably should be but that that's the six game road trip right you Mm -hmm. come back Mm -hmm. home you get the lakers again that's 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 probably the easiest game. I don't know. They are they are an absolute train wreck. We'll get into that in a bit. And then here's where I agree with you. That last bit that you mentioned, the Sixers, Bulls, back-to-back, on the road, that is probably Oof. the part where you're... Again, That's I have rough. no idea where the Raptors will be sitting at that point, but that is your, that's your breaking point of the season because right. every game after that, the last 10 games, only two are on the road. Um, most of the teams are below 500. So, like, yeah, you're right. Sixers, Bulls, back-to-back on the road. There's your season right there. Mm. You know what? I, I didn't think of it too much about, like, who we're facing and who is out and everything like that. Western road trips might not be as bad as they have been before, mainly because the East is – the east is better than the west this year 100 percent, right yeah and now that we're we're going on a road trip and i I don't know about others who think about road trips i always feel like when you go on a long road trip um it's sometimes necessary uh for teams who are struggling for players who just need a change of scenery who just kind of need camaraderie and i'm hoping that yes i do hope that um fred comes back i do hope that uh, Gary Trent kind of gets that fire back uh, 
in the middle of the season when he was going he was on fuego uh i i, I do feel like that's going to come back he's a young player uh he just needs to see some buckets go in uh the one person that i hope continues this trend is malachi the last couple of games malachi has been playing he's been playing uh the last five game let's say 19 minutes 34 minutes 43 minutes 27 minutes 39 minutes and basically averaging around 16 points a game his his field goal percentage is, is way above the 50 percent mark uh all, honestly same thing with the three point percent mark um he's been playing lights out i wanted to know what your thoughts are with malachi one thing i am honestly is just happy for him because he's been you know he's he's been dnp coach's decision for ever for the longest time and we were all when the trade deadline came we were like okay we need to have a backup point guard we need to have something but this long time this this entire time we've had a backup point guard we've had malachi flynn it's just a matter of when he was going to play and i'm so glad that once he had this opportunity knowing that fred was out and delano was not really playing the best of his ability well he's a rookie still so he should be really playing at the 905 but malachi has shown that he's ready and the fact that it took 63 games or six, 59 games for him to actually get real playing time and that he hasn't shown anything like i've been sitting for the most of the season is incredible for a kid who's like drafted a year ago you know i i i i'm hoping that if fred doesn't isn't uh yet back and uh, if if he's not ready, don't force him to come back this this uh, this road trip. I like what Malachi has been, how he's been playing, and how he's been utilizing the game. So what how, how what have you been thinking about Malachi's play? Yeah, I would I would agree with you. This you know that's that's the flip side of this, right? Fred VanVleet's injury gave him that opportunity, right? And they could have just sat with Delano Banton, who's been playing more minutes all season, but this was his time to shine. And I I, I think it's it's weird that. That uh, yesterday, some random Ma Orlando Magic fan called me out on a cold take. I had a tweet that mm. I sent out on draft night that said, why are we all worried about not drafting Suggs when we have Malachi Flynn? So mm -hmm. he calls mm -hmm. me out on it and does one of those you know, smirk faces like, yeah, you're, you totally missed out on this. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's going to get the last laugh, really. Like, yes, Jalen Suggs played amazing last night, but yes, you know, Malachi did. Flynn scored more points, had more dimes. Like, it's it's, it's not an argument to be had. Like, I get it. Like, Jalen Suggs is probably going to have a brighter future. But getting back to your point is that Malachi Flynn is absolutely taking advantage of the extra minutes he's been given and time he's been given, and, and I, I love to see it. And he's leapfrogged Delano Banton in the, in the depth chart, at least while Fred's out. And, yeah, I, I'm... It's very promising, right? I mean, let's not forget, he won Rookie of the Month in April of last year. So he mm -hmm. has the capability to shine over long stretches of time. He just needs to get that playing time. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a, a, a double-edged sword here, right? It's, it's, it sucks that Fred's out, but Malachi's stepping in. And when, yeah. when Fred comes back, Malachi's minutes are probably going to be little to none again. But at least there is comfort in knowing that if and when he's needed, he can step in and he can shine. And hopefully with this last stretch, and you pointed out the numbers already, hopefully over this next stretch that when that he's proven that maybe he should be the first guard off the bench and not Delano Benton. So right. um, interesting to see here. And, and again, the, the timing of it actually works out because 
Nick Nurse and his staff have a good idea of what to expect from Malachi as we approach the, the playoff uh, stretch here. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, I don't think anyone, any team that's 19 and a half games behind the Raptors should be smirking. <laughs> no matter. I don't really care. That's why I didn't like, reply. I'm like, all right. You, you have your, is a fantastic player. Sure. Yeah, exactly. He he will be a fantastic player. But, Doc, you're 19 and a half games behind <laughs> the Raptors. Come on, man. Let's be real. Okay. Uh, take your smirk. Take it. Whatever. Um I remember listening to uh, the Raptor show, William Liu, of course, shout out, uh, and Alex Wang. He he put it perfectly. The Raptors know what they are. They're long, they're athletic, but their play is very herky-jerky, even if it works, right? It's very kind of chaotic, even if it works. When you put Malachi and you know Fred in there, there's something about Malachi being a true point guard and leading uh, the offense and leading his own offense uh, when necessary. He's a great, he's a good shooter, a mid range three pointer, and ooh, the amount of hesitations that this guy has in his back. Oh, that hezzy, like, that hezzy on uh, on Aldridge, on Aldridge, oh, like twice. Twice, like Ooh. the first game, I had that I went uh, a hezzy, and then he like hezzied out Paul George, Paul Jones, and uh, Leo Rattles <laughs> on the broadcast. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, hezzy move by Malachi. Who knew? Um, I guess he did, obviously, but my goodness, he has handles that we've never seen before because he hasn't played right, and he's showcasing it. I'm I'm just so happy for him that he is taking this opportunity to showcase his skill, that he can lead a team that he isn't a 905 player. He's not a, he's not a G league or anymore. He's shown it in this. He has already shown that he's better than everybody in the summer league. He's shown that in the G league, he's, he's shown it in the stints that he's been playing. And uh, no matter if it's like, I like that, that the two main game he had, because that isn't playing right now, but what he had with, with Thaddeus Young, um, knowing that like that would be in the corner. And, uh, you know, shout out to Thad who didn't shoot one three when he, or didn't make a three when he was a spur. And now he's made like seven of them in the corner. Like, fantastic. Just, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing, seeing by Malachi. So uh, before, before we take a break, uh, I wanted to ask you real quick. I haven't really, we haven't really gotten a chance to talk about it, but now that we've seen uh, Thaddeus Young, what are your thoughts? Love he's him. not. He, I think he's injured right now, um, but it's not too serious. But I, I want to know your your initial thoughts when when uh, seeing him play finally. No, I I love that. Uh, you know, if there were any doubters uh, with this, with the trade with with the Spurs, that that a lot of those doubters are now shutting up because, you know, you and I and Dre, a lot of us were quite happy with this with yes, this trade, hundred percent right jump, and he's already proven that. He's still got game and he fits in perfectly with this team. And I think that's he does. It's something that I mentioned in uh, in a previous pod when we were talking about that is that he is a combination of all of our three bench bigs, right? He has mm. he has that that ability to hit the outside shot like Chris Boucher. He has that that motor and the ability to um, uh, crash the glass like Precious Achua. And then with Birch and his ability to screen Thaddeus has that, right? So he's got all of that combined into one player and he has shown that he can hit that outside shot. Right. So I, I've loved what I've seen. Um, you know, it was good to see him back. Uh, he missed one game, the, the game against Troy, but he was back for, you know, a short stint against the magic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. good to see him. He's, he's scored in, in double digits in four of his seven games. So yeah, 
I'm very happy to see him. Love, love the energy he brings. It is a different facet uh, off the bench there. And, mm-hmm. you know, just another big, right? I mean, you think about, I listed you four bigs right now. Imagine all of them on the floor with DeLon oh or, or Pascal. <laughs> like teams are, and, and I know we're not, we're not talking about this yet, but I'm going to throw it in now is that, you know, did you see that, that quote from, uh, I think it's Ian Begley of the New York Post, how, a part of the reason why James Harden wanted to leave the Sixers, or sorry, leave the Nets was the Raptors. And, and in conjunction mm. with, it was a combination of having to face the Raptors in a playoff setting, considering Kyrie Irving's vaccination status. So it wasn't necessarily the reason was he didn't want to face the Raptors. It's more so if they had to face the Raptors in the playoffs, Irving might not be allowed to play because of our vaccination mandates. Now, the reason why right. I bring that up is because you can say that that's the reason, but at the same time, think about what any team is thinking about right now and having to face the Raptors, right? They are the one opponent you don't want to see if you're one of the top seeds because when healthy, this is a lineup that will annoy the hell out of you defensively. Right. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if Pascal and Fred and, and Gary Trent gets back on board, which I know he will at some point, and it's just a matter of when. And if that happens to be in the playoffs, then watch out. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a scary team. And, and Thaddeus Young is another addition and another important uh, piece in the top eight there uh, in, in Nick Nurse's top eight rotation yeah. that, that can definitely, you know, cause some damage. Time and time again, uh, current and past players, and I'm thinking about like JJ, yeah, I'm thinking about Jason Tatum. Like yeah. they constantly talk about the defense of the rappers, Raptors, uh, and even Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, they just know that this team isn't a team that they've played before. Like, as much uh, Messiah said it so many times again, this is a copycat league, and that's not just the offense; that's on the defensive end too. So to have someone like that to orchestrate this type of roster is nothing that anyone has seen. So it's it's. It's so interesting, and it's really cool to be watching this team grow uh, and kind of learning on the fly as well. And when one thing about Thad is uh, I remember when Fred was talking about when they traded for Marcus Ole, and it was almost like there was no transition. It was just easy to fit Marcus Ole because of his IQ. And I think that it was it's kind of the same with that, where there isn't really isn't any transition of trying to get adapted to this team. You put him in and he already knows he's so smart of a player that he knows exactly where to be. How many put give me a 24-year-old player, trade him to our team. Do you really think that Malachi Flynn is gonna see him in the corner? There's no way. That he was that that twenty four year old player is going to know that I have to be in this corner at this certain time to catch a pass by Malachi Flynn. Thad has been there five games and already knows exactly what to do. Yeah. It's incredible to watch. Yeah. Incredible to watch. So there you have it. Uh, the Raptors. As much as we are kind of down the fact that we have been swept by the by Casey again, uh, and we lost to the Orlando Magic, who are again nineteen point five games behind us. It's okay. It is okay. Let's see how we do on this road trip. But let's take a break. We'll come back, and I can't wait to talk about uh, the All Star break and, and 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 the Lakers, bro. Uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys.
Welcome back to That's a Rap Podcast, a podcast by Raptors fans, for Raptors fans. You've got Jay and Jay here talking about your Toronto Raptors. But in the first segment, we already talked about it. Yes, we're on a we're in a little bit of a slide, but guys, don't worry. We'll see what happens in this uh, road trip. Uh, be an optimist. Be an optimist uh, as much as Jay is, because you'll you'll have you'll have a better time watching this team. But Jay, uh, we we talked about it in the start. We took a little bit of a break because of the All Star break. I think it was needed. Uh, but we, that means that we didn't have a chance to actually talk about the All Star break. And I'm not going to go in like in depth. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, man. Come on, that had to be one of the worst the worst slam dunk competition ever oh man you know ever. what you said you started off that sentence and saying that had to be the worst and you could have said slam dunk. a lot of things you could have <laughs> said performance <laughs> by scotty Barnes yeah, yeah. in the skills challenge uh, you could have said you could have said a lot of things actually uh, actually like, no i didn't mean skills DJ, challenge. i, mean, I could have been like the worst dj Khaled performance yeah there was a lot of worse uh, associated with this and that's that's quite that a shame. was bad man oh Okay. Saturday night. Saturday night. I out of All Star break, Saturday night is my is the one that I look forward to, and I think that's part and part with a lot of people, right? Yeah. That this Saturday night in Cleveland. I'm sorry. Like I don't know what was in the water. I don't know if people were tired. I don't know what the change. Like okay, can we start with the can we start with the the skills competition? That took like two hours because they they split up for all three teams to do different things. I guess it was fine, like, but there's something about going to the ops course, uh, and they already changed it, like, not too long ago to have the guards versus the forwards. I Put thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Why did they change it? It's so. It was yeah. It was very mind-boggling the the changes they made. If, if you have analysts and and regular media folk having troubles trying to figure out what's going on. Imagine mm-hmm. what the regular NBA fan has to go through, right? And right, if there's that right. much explanation needed, then it's probably too convoluted, right? So I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it was it's a bit too much. Just keep it simple. Guards versus forwards. And, and you can see it already, right? Like Darius Garland was actually probably... Like if this was a one-on-one thing, I think based off how he was playing, Darius Garland probably would have won. But, you know... Josh Giddy did quite well for himself as well. Like it's, I don't yeah. know. I, I wasn't feeling the the format, you know, for the sake of the NBA. They probably were kind of happy with how it turned out because each of those teams won at least one challenge. So it wasn't like you know, for example, the Antetokounmpo's were greatly overmatched in in these challenges. They at least won one of right. them. Right. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I, I should probably use this opportunity to give a shout out to Dre. I think he nailed almost all of that oh, yes he, he did he did <laughs> he did have the uh the Cavs winning the skills challenge he did have he actually had carl anthony towns winning the three-point yes. competition so shout to he that did. Um, i think he only had the dunk competition wrong i think yeah um, but i mean everybody had the competition wrong <laughs> yeah yeah that's the thing it's like if, basically yeah. if you had yeah if you had successfully chosen cat to win three one competition then you deserve all the gloating so yeah exactly exactly i think cat was like plus 1000 or something like that he to was win easily the... the had the longest odds and yeah he was 100%. unconscious man like that was that was quite a display that was fun and then watching him um do the three-point contest you realize that 
it's probably a lot easier for him. I okay. I, I would say, and I and I'm admitting it, that I thought that he wasn't going to win purely because it takes a longer time for him to cat like get the ball from the rack bring it up and then shoot it however when i was watching the the replay or when he was performing i didn't realize that he has a straight line drive like almost uh eye level (laughs) with the net that like he just needs to toss it you know it's like going to rec room or something and just tossing a ball into those nets for him it's easy and it's it's incredible it's very impressive but i just didn't realize that like wow this is really good for him for like this is an easy uh contest for him it was really impressive to watch yeah yeah and you know i, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add about the skills challenge but yeah it was it's it's become and we've said this before especially with with steph curry and, and clay thompson typically participating in, in the three point the three point deserves to be the final event it does. of the night right like i agree yeah mm-hmm. i i get the the excitement around the dunk um but unless you're bringing in and and I hate to sound you know like every other fan, but like if you don't bring in the big names to this, if you don't bring the 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 LeBron, the Levines, or whatever, then it, it probably should be the undercard and 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 bring out yeah because the, the three point competition has has I guess by default become the best part of Saturday night um, because yeah the, whoever comes up next year again if there's no big names then you are going to have a lot of people with with some negative thoughts before it even starts right so mm-hmm. really consider if you're going to make changes which they happen to do every year anyways if you're going to make changes to all-star saturday consider moving the dunk to the second spot and not the final spot. i was saying the first spot uh, the reason why i was thinking the first spot not because you know it's almost like a win-win situation if you if you put the dunk spot and in the first position of those three competitions and it goes well, like it's a fantastic uh, competition. You have people intrigued because you still have the three point contest There's and you more, they yeah. still want to continue to watch it. If it sucks, at least they still have the three point contest. There's more basketball to watch. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and the, the thing is you can't end off the show, like the three to four hour show of mostly ads and a weird competition with this with the Curry's uh and what was it T-Pain or something like that oh, I, I turned it off there I that was strange that was if you're going to have that at least don't let the viewers go home sad that can't with, be like, their last really the last thing no. they see no come on man come on okay oh oh sorry um, uh, staying on on also for a second uh okay Thumbs up or thumbs down on the rookie sophomore G League mini tournament? Yeah, no, I loved it. I did. Too. It was great. I did too. I yeah. liked it. I I mean I don't focus too much on on that to be honest. Like, it was great to see Scotty and like Petrus Shua probably should have won the MVP. Crazy. But outside of that, I think it was it was great. I mean I I don't I did they do? Uh, it was it was just rookie versus sophomores, right? It, no, it was a it was a it was a, it was a, four different teams and there was a draft, so you could draft right, okay. rookies, okay. sophomores, G League. And uh, yes, awesome. I I'm I'm glad they're changing. Like if you're going to do um it, if you're going to try new things, do it on that night. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like just don't stop tr- stop trying to fix things that aren't aren't broken. Like especially man, especially the skills competition. You guys had it so well. 
the the NBA had it perfectly. I have no idea why they changed it. No idea. And for the for especially for the dunk contest, you get you get two chances. I'm sorry. You That's I, I it, forgot. Yeah. Remember when they had when they had time limits? They had like a minute and a half time limit or something like that. Yeah. I mean, Cole Anthony it took like four minutes and and still didn't really dunk it in his tims. Yeah. And uh, I think Jalen Green like tried 19 times and still didn't get it. Yeah, put limits like, on that. I would I would do more of the you know you have you're allowed two misses and that's it rather than the yeah, time limit it. one. So yeah, because mm-hmm. then you you got the guys who are about to dunk and then they stop mid mid air and then there's a discussion whether or not that's him. But that's okay. I can live with that. Uh, yeah, let's th- then we can move this thing along because it's obvious that yeah. we didn't get it the first time. Shout out to Giannis' uh, Kumbo's like Google Pixels memory because that's just basically full of misses. <laughs> just full of dunk misses. Oh my God. Okay. And finally, uh, bro, I got to ask you, what the heck is going on with the LA Lakers, man? You know, there was a, a picture have... that was that was trending when they first acquired Russell Westbrook. I don't know if you remember it. It was a picture of the three of them. Their big three uh-huh. standing side by side and they're in their yellow and their gold Lakers jersey. It was um, Davis, then LeBron, then Westbrook. So think about that for a second. Think about that order. Okay. Three, yeah. their, their jersey numbers, three, six, zero. At the time, I joked that that would be their winning percentage. <laughs> it's not that far off from no, it's, it's 360 not that far right off. now. It is bad. <laughs> it is very bad. Yeah, and if they continue oh. losing, I will repost that joke. Uh, they're getting yes. closer and closer to under four hundred here, and I, but I, I mean, I I feel I feel bad for Westbrook, man. Like he's the the Lakers are aren't playing well at all at all. But I can't see it to just be on Westbrook's shoulder, and. He, I, I'm pretty sure he already said, or I don't know. The rumors are that he wants to be traded on in in the uh, off season. Please, for the love of God, bring him somewhere else. Like he was playing well in Washington, um, but to, like I, I even saw another picture where like Westbrook was like I don't know called for the starting lineup or something. You had James Davis and Carmelo Anthony like sitting on the on the sides, just kind of like looking at him like in just disgust. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a troubling sight. Yeah, yeah. That like you have four Hall of Famers in one team, and they're playing negative five hundred basketball in the ninth place, losing four in a row. Going to be in a play-in tournament against the LA Clippers. Like Laker fans, I, I mean, you guys have nineteen rings, so you know, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't feel bad for you at all. <laughs> but, but these are the last years; these are the last prime years of, of all four of them, of of Braun, of Westbrook, of Davis. Okay, maybe Davis will be there for quite some time, but for Melo, like, oof, it's and, a bad you look, have, man. You have at least fifteen years of data. It's actually 19, but you have at least 15 years of data that tells you LeBron succeeds when you surround him with shooters. We say this every year, Mm -hmm. and they did not. They did everything Mm -hmm. but, and they just surrounded him with non-shooters. And it's this is exactly what we all expected in the preseason, to be honest with you. This is actually not a surprise, and it's... It sucks, and I I agree with you, right? Like you know, Russell is in a, a position that he's he's really he's a scapegoat in all this, 
But yeah. I mean, I, I can't help but think about the trade deadline and that picture of, of Rob Polinka at Disneyland. Like, dude, you <laughs> are responsible for how this team is constructed. You are responsible for yeah. why this team is playing as bad as it is. It's not Russell Westbrook's fault. Um, as an aside, though, as a counterpoint to myself, the videos of, of Westbrook not playing defense uh, and looking totally lost uh, is it, it fuels me really uh, it's it is <laughs> it is comical it is i don't know what it, it, it's a lot there um yeah <laughs> and yeah I, and to all the lakers fans who you know hated on raptors fans for not taking tht for lowry like haha i mm-hmm. we get the last laugh on this one 100 um, you will suffer uh and i don't know i <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no yeah. I, like it's not even like they I, I think that they'll pick it up or they're saving their energy or they've got an extra gear when when the plane happens like no this is a plane out bad team and they are only mm-hmm. half a game ahead of the Pelicans they're only two games cool. ahead of the Blazers who are currently out of the plane so like there's a real possibility they might not even make the plan. And that is just the saddest of sad news. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I will continue enjoying this. And, and hey, look at that. The Same. Raptors play them two more times. This is great. So uh, yeah. I'll probably eat my words if the Lakers defeat the Raptors. But I'm fairly confident the Raptors are going to be just fine facing the Lakers in a couple I of I feel like every year there is a blowout win for the Raptors against the Lakers. Always, there's always seems to be one game that they just like kill them. There is. I'm hoping it's going to be. I hoping it's going to be uh, this road trip or the game at home. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah but, if you had to choose one, would it be the the fifth game of a six game road trip, or would it be the the one home game in front of at definitely one in front of the fans? Definitely right? in LA. Oh, in, I, I was going to say in the Lakers in in the Lakers building. You always it's always so much more fun get, uh, beating a team by thirty five in their building. But think about always. the last two home games the Raptors fans have watched. Their next home game is against the Lakers. Don't you want this for the fans? Oh no, I I I, I want I want to win. I just want a drubbing in L.A. That's all. <laughs> I, just, I just want them to continue. We to be own Staples Center is what I want. I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Um, the let us know what you guys think and, and girls think about uh, the Raptors going to a pretty tough road trip. Um, I'm hoping we come out at least over 500 with that road trip, uh, as well as you know, let us know what your thoughts about that terrible, terrible All Star break. But Jay, where can we find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Rosalosaurus. Uh, my work is all on Raptors HQ. I do the, the weekly games of the week, the wrap up. I also reference that article about analyzing Toronto's playoff odds using DraftKings. Uh, that's up on on Raptors HQ right now. So um, you know, I'm basically tell you, at plus four thousand, you can get the Raptors. You can get forty to one money on the Raptors winning the division, and even more if you pick them to make it to the NBA Finals. I won't spoil how I got to that. But you should check it out in Raptors HQ. That's me. <laughs> or you, just Awesome, man. And you can find Dre, of course, on Twitter at Andreas Babs, as well as his uh, films, uh, Fatel website. And you can find all of us on That's a Rap Pod uh, on Twitter. And until next time, That's a Rap. <laughs>